up everybody welcome back to the championship leadership podcast this is your host nate bailey and, and I, have, I have a treat for us today uh before we get into our guest go to natebailey.org to find out more about championship leadership podcast and how to follow me on social media and everything else that i'm up to as well but i want to get to our guest today aaron zach he is uh the owner of revolving mind media he is also a sports agent for some very recognizable names jaylon smith des bryant Kawhi leonard He's worked with some incredible uh, people inside of the sports world, NBA, NFL. And we just had a great conversation about his story and uh, the success he's had. We talked about his parents and, and the experiences that, that they got out of his father's retail store and, and what he's up to today and, and, and how he goes about it and how leadership has helped inside of that journey for him as well and who he has become as a leader as well. So it was just a really, really fun conversation. The time flew by, which is all, always a great sign that, that it was an incredible episode. So I'm going to quit talking and we're going to get to this episode with Aaron, Zach. Enjoy. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Championship Leadership Podcast. And uh, we got Aaron, Zach here from Dallas, Texas. Aaron, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Nate. Great to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one question real quick that I like to ask to kind of get us going. And then we'll get into your story and what you're up to as well. Uh, but championship leadership is the name of the podcast. I know you, you, uh, you deal in the professional athlete world. So this will be interesting uh, to hear your answer on this one. What does championship leadership mean to you when you hear that? Being the best of the best. Um, every single day is a new conversation, a new challenge, a new obstacle. And starting every day as a new day um, and wanting to win is I think what's allowed me to be extremely successful in my field, very similar to my athlete clients on the football field. Yeah, absolutely. And you've, you've done a lot of this at, at a fairly young age as well, compared to probably most in that industry. Um, so maybe tell us a little bit more about yourself and the path that you've been on and, and how, where and what that has you up to doing today. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I started off in the retail industry. So it, that starting off in the retail industry, my father's owned a retail clothing store in the Plano area for the past 20 years. So starting at the age of 12, I was going to his retail clothing store 
and having real authentic conversations and spinning sales into a conversation. Uh, so I started off very, very early going after school and middle school and high school to a store, doing everything from stocking shirts to selling on, you know, on the floor. Uh, I've always had a passion for sports, but I didn't have the athletic ability to play on the football field. So I needed a different path to the football field. And I wanted, I, when I was in high school, I was deciding between the sports medicine and sports management route. I've always been business mindset, business savvy. I was the trainer for the uh, high school football team, was around the athletic training, but something about the business and entrepreneurial mindset really honed in and started, you know, resonated with me at a very early age. So I went to the University of Texas in Austin uh, to major in sports management with a minor in business. I secured a fantastic internship when I was leaving my freshman year, and it was with the second largest NFL agency in the Southwest at the time. Well, it gave me a jump start into my career at the age of 18. Uh, granted, I was an unpaid intern for the first two years, just trying to grind away and yeah. make my way and learn connections. Uh, but that opportunity really allowed me to cement myself into the sports arena. Um, following being an intern, I worked my way up to becoming the events manager while I was still a full-time student at UT Austin. Uh, I then graduated, started my MBA, also took over the marketing and PR division. So there were three divisions within the agency and kind of three verticals. We had mm -hmm. marketing and PR, we had events focused on educating athletes about life beyond football, and then we had the agency side. My goal was always to become an agent. Um, so I was running these two divisions um, at the age of 21 for the second largest NFL agency, and it was new conversations every single day with different business owners. Um, the real focus for me was learning different industries each and every day. And I continued on to becoming the youngest NFL agent in the business. Um, right around that time, I left the agency, launched Revolving My Media, which is what we still have today. Um, but I knew, and I brought a few clients over with me, but working in the events and marketing side really developed a passion for business marketing. So the way our company structure now is 50% of our clients are professional athletes, uh, NBA and NFL. And the other 50% are uh, businesses and brands, majority small to mid-sized businesses. I just have a personal soft spot for that growing up in the small yeah. business scale space. Um, but we do a lot of unique cross-marketing every single day. Um, we work with no two businesses in the same arena. Um, so, you know, that kind of was just a personal preference of mine where I saw these restaurant agencies that would have five Italian restaurants all yeah. in the city, you can't give them true value. Right, so right. we have an OBGYN, we have a winery, we have sports training, we have cryotherapy, we have so many different markets. And as going back to the championship and competitive mindset, kind of going full circle, is we want to win in each and every segment. Um, and that's really what's allowed us to grow to the stature that we are today. So I hope that kind of broke down my little, my path of having that dream of being involved in sports to really making it come to fruition. Yeah, absolutely. did. So thank you for that. And, um, to have the success that you might have at a young age from the outside looking in, and even from the research that, you know, I would do looking at what you've been up to and what you got going on for the podcast. It's like, all right, what's, what's the story, right? And uh, usually it's just like a professional athlete. They didn't just make it to the NFL because they started playing a year ago, right? They've, they've been doing that for since they were a very young age and, and the same 
thing to hear from you, the experiences that you had with your father in the store and how you were able to create a lot of skills way ahead of, ahead of everybody else's curve, right? Uh, allowed you to create the greatness that you have in you and, and to be that championship leader that you are today. So yeah, thank, thank you for doing that. Appreciate it. Here was a question actually that came, came to mind. What's your, what's your favorite movie? Favorite movie? I try and go for more comedy movies. Personally, I'm a big yeah. like fan rush hour, take my way, you know, take my mind okay. off sports. Uh, hours, right? yeah. But as a child, um, it was Space Jam. It was um, so no, when I, when I have my free time, I try and get away from sports. I'm all for sports. It's not Jerry Maguire. Yeah, no, I mean, that's what, <laughs> right. Like Jerry yeah. Maguire, again, that's what, one of the movies that really helped develop my passion and yeah. excitement and enthusiasm that I bring each and every day to work. But no, when I, when I'm relaxing, I'm looking for a good laugh, um, yeah. and taking my mind away from sports. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rush Hour, yeah, that's a that's a great one. Space Jam's that's that's old school for sure. I'm ready for um, Space Jam to do with LeBron. That's yeah, that's right. <laughs> Is that happening? Yeah, it's happening. They're filming it, it right now. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm a big LeBron fan, uh, and just you know, based on oh, what yeah. he's doing off the field, um, on top of being the championship on the on the court. So no, I'm really excited about it. It'll bring my inner child out for yeah, sure. Totally. totally. <laughs> Well, um, all right. So this brings me to my next question, which is uh, championship leaders. Who are some of the, the people that have impacted you, coaches, mentors, uh, leaders? And, and what is it really more specifically? What is it about them? What are some of the characteristics that really have stood out to you uh, that maybe, you know, have helped to mold who you are as a leader? Yeah, um, probably three individuals in three different categories. Um, number one is who I just mentioned, LeBron, right? He yeah. is the off the field there, there's nobody better. Um, he knows the platform that he has and he brings it each and every day. You don't hear anything negative off the court with him. And he's giving back from starting his own school to donations, um, to standing up for, you know, racial issues that are taking place in the country right now. I just think he is carries himself to the highest regard. And that's what the type of mentality and championship mindset I try and bring each and every day. Um, number two is my parents. They know how to talk to people and treat everyone with love and kindness, um, as well as not, you know, looking at a book by, you know, judging a book by its cover and having true authentic conversations. Um, one story I love is when I was 12 years old, my dad saw probably an 80 year old couple come in. He thought they were just going to browse around. He said, hey, Aaron, go help that couple. And so I've seen how he says, you know, hey, here's a shirt, but here's a sport coat, slacks and shoes to go yeah. with it. Yeah. And so I was like, this is my opportunity to try. Well, at 12 years old, I turned over my first $1,000 plus sale and nice. I really built that inner self-confidence that just because they're an older couple, I, I treated them with respect and, you know, didn't judge them just based on them, you know, putzing around or looking around. So that, you know, my parents have really groomed me into who I am today. And the third one is one of my clients, Jalen Smith, who's on the wall behind yeah. me overcoming obstacles, um, as well as helping create uh, more of a just even playing field for uh, black, brown, Latin community in regards to receiving capital and investments. Um, one of the stats that's unbelievable is in the, uh, the, the minority um, space regarding uh, raising capital, 
only 2% of capital that's being invested into businesses are going to minority-owned businesses. He is someone that really takes that and doesn't just talk about it. He has he did a Shark Tank event recently and donated uh, or invested with five other sharks, $600,000 into minority-owned businesses. Awesome. At five years old, he has equity in over 19 businesses. And wow. even though he's a client of mine, I truly look up to him. And he's yeah. younger than me, but I still look up to him just based on how he carries himself in each and every meeting that we have, um, how he treats everyone with respect, and then his true go-getter mentality. So kind of three different verticals of people that are currently making it that carry that true value and an individual that I feel like is superior to the rest in the sports industry. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And that, you know, what you just said, he's younger than you, right? Because there's, I've, I've been in many leadership positions, especially in the military where I'm this young new lieutenant and I'm in charge of like 60 year olds. Right. I mean, and, uh, and so as a leader, it doesn't, it has nothing to do with age and it has all to do with like who you're showing up and, and, and the life that you are leading the example that you're giving. So yeah, that's, that's, uh, when you said that, that, that brought that to mind for me, how, you know, cause I think sometimes people kind of maybe, maybe think of that. Well, what can I learn from this, this guy that's like 20 years younger than me? Well, I don't know, be open and like, uh, you know, there's probably a lot that we can learn. And I think open-minded is one of the biggest things that someone, you know, to bring that, you know, I'm going to keep honing in on the name of the podcast, right? That championship mentality is you cannot be stubborn. You have to be open-minded. The way we have conversations with our potential business clients is we are the experts in the marketing field. You have to be able to hand over the keys to the experts in different verticals to truly grow a business. Not one person can do it all. Um, The way I've scaled my agency is, again, my agency is nothing without my staff. I didn't offer PR when we first launched. I didn't offer SEO and SEM, videography. I hired the experts in those fields rather than just an account manager that a lot of agencies do and try and have them do five different roles. Forget that. I wanted the best of the best in social media, SEM, Google AdWords, videography, so then we can dominate that marketplace and bring that competitive mindset. Yeah. What, uh, what is the story behind Jalen Smith? He, he was, correct me if I'm wrong, he, he came out of college with a major knee injury, right? Had to, yeah, he tore up. He had drop foot. He had nerve damage, knee damage. He came yeah. out of uh, Notre Dame. He was going to be a five pick in the draft. Um, and he ended up slipping to the beginning of the second round. Um, the Cowboys drafted him. The doctor that performed the surgery is a Dallas-based doctor that does a lot of work with the Cowboys. So the yeah. Cowboys had inside info on who, you know, what is the chance um, of him playing again. There were a lot of teams that did not even have him on the draft board because they didn't think he would ever play again. And sure enough, by his second year of playing, he's a pro bowler. Um, right. He's flying around. He's calling the plays. He's a captain. He overcame every obstacle and people saying, you can't do it. You're not going to do it. You're done to turning that into a $65 million contract loss last offseason. So even though he had um, a loss of value and slipped into the draft and lost out on millions and millions of dollars, the Cowboys rewarded him with an early contract before he was even a free agent. He had two years left on his deal. And with, with the potential franchise tags, and they rewarded him with sixty-five million. So that doesn't typically happen. Right. You, yeah. They're so finicky and, and about their cap space 
that unless they're pushed up against the wall to sign someone because they're holding out or their contracts up, it just doesn't normally happen. Um, but with all the football stuff on the field, he has been just as remarkable off the field. Um, he truly will only partnership with businesses and brands that he believes in and can speak it into existence every single day. This business is a business that um, I invested in personal, personally. It's the fastest growing cryotherapy business in the country. Well, Jalen is also an ambassador and an investor and opening up his own cryotherapy clinics because of the recovery side. The recovery yeah. is what's allowed Jalen to continue being you know, a top five linebacker in the NFL. Um, Pro Bowl linebacker is based on his recovery. So everything from leg compression therapy to cryotherapy to infrared saunas, all of the above goes into taking care of the body off the football field. So yeah, Jalen is just, I mean, we typically, I brief my clients for 20, 30 minutes before meetings. Jalen and I walk into the meetings at the same time and he yeah. asks more questions than I do. So <laughs> it's ultimate entrepreneur, ultimate philanthropist and ultimate football player. Awesome. What's, uh, talk to me a little bit about the vision that you have. You know, I think of working with professional athletes sometimes could be challenging. And then it's, um, you know, they, a lot, you know, not all of them, but a lot of them have a big ego and they have a big ego for a reason because they've been the best of the best of the best the, the entire way. And it's hard not to. And I'm sure you run into many humble um, professional athletes as well. But it's, tr it's not only just getting, getting the, uh, the clients. But it's also, from what I can tell from what you're saying, is you want the right clients to work with. So you're not just taking anyone, just like inside of the business side where you're, we only want one Italian restaurant. We don't want all of them because we want to be able to serve that one and make that one the best in that, in that niche and industry. So what's, what's the vision, the impact that you want to make and what you guys are doing inside of your company? Um, even, let's say, near term, like five years, because a lot can happen and change in, in just five short years. Yeah, finding the right client is everything. It really is. Uh, early on in my career, there was one characteristic that I knew I had to stick to, to look for in every single client that I was on onboarding, and it was timeliness. I Early on in my career, I had a client show up two and a half hours late to a $100,000 endorsement deal photo shoot that was only going to take about an hour, yeah. and I could have lost the deal just like that. Every client I have right now is a referral. I do no cold calling. I do no recruiting. And it's taking care of what I can control on a day-to-day -day basis. So I started off with the undrafted player. I was making him more money than the sixth-round pick. Then I signed the sixth-round pick because they were wondering who's making all this undrafted guy. <laughs> which then got me to Jalen Smith which then got me to Kawhi Leonard in the basketball space. So I've really been able to show how I can grow bottom draft players who are also turning into star players. But in the NFL world, it's a lot harder to be recognized, right? You're wearing a helmet. Unless you're Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, like, you know, you see Jalen Smith walking down the street, you know, you might know who he is or you might just think he's a big dude, right? Like, right, right. you know, all these guys aren't as recognizable based on the helmet. So, I truly look at timeliness and just character as a whole. I'm not here to babysit these guys, right? When I was in, when I was only negotiating contracts, now I'm focused on the marketing segmentation. I was on call 24 hours a day, 
I was getting calls at 2.30 in the morning, you know, leaving the club. Thankfully, no clubs are open, so I don't have to deal with that yeah, due to COVID. Right. So one thing <laughs> well, it's kept everyone out of the club. Yeah. Uh, but no, on a serious note, like timeliness and how they present themselves in meetings are really what I look for. Um, if an individual is not looking to build their brand and portfolio off the football field, we're not going to make any money together. It's just not worth my time. So I really look at those guys like a Jalen Smith, like an Anthony Brown, like a Kawhi Leonard, um, Robert Turbin. All these guys are starting their own podcast or starting their own apparel business or Jalen with 19 businesses, right? So I look at, for, look at that tremendously. On the business and brand side, it's looking for someone that is willing to hand over the keys and let my team make them more money. I'm huge on analytics. I'm huge on numbers. If you're paying me $1,000, I better be bringing you in three or $4,000. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense for anyone. So we price ourselves very competitively um, as a marketing agent. And part of that is 75 to 80% of our clients are small um, to mid-sized businesses. So I know what budgets are um, coming from the retail space. Yeah. So very, very cognizant. We do no long-term contracts. I'm not trying to hurt any business. We work every 30 days. Um, it, it's that championship mentality. Yeah, right. like you where I don't have a year's worth of money coming in at one time from a client. It keeps everyone accountable. And I think accountability um, is the biggest thing, especially right now. I, have, I got rid of my office. I have all of my staff working remote. We speak a lot less. Yeah. But everyone knows their duty and their jobs and their deadlines. And as long as they're being reached, I don't need to be, you know, we don't need to be in communication every day. It's focused yeah. on the client. Um, so those are a couple things that, you know, I really look for in a client. Um, and I'm always learning new industries, which is so fun for me, understanding who the OBGYN is going after to who the winery client is and how can they work together? How can we leverage an athlete that only that is a huge wine drinker into a digital campaign. So it takes a lot of middleman out of unique cross-marketing partnerships on influencers um, because I'll only work with the player directly. I'll never work with a, another agent or a manager. I'll only work with the player directly. Um, so those are a couple of things I look for um, in my clients um, and how I've been able to parlay my clients to the next level. It's interesting. So you're working with Kawhi Leonard as well. I did not know that. That's a that's a a big client to have as well, right? Yeah, it's so cool. And again, it's it, it. You spoke about how it's kind of that really that long game, right? It's it doesn't come just like that. Um, yeah. Going to be working on paid for a couple of years to break into the industry, but I got to know his client, his agent over the past three years. Um, his agent saw my progression from the undrafted player to a Des Bryant and continually mm -hmm. going upwards, right? So it was a three-year relationship that he's the only agent that I have any communication with outside of, you know, everyone else I work directly with the player. When he was, when, when Kawhi left uh, San Antonio, he stripped all of his partnerships other than New Balance. He had banking partnerships. This, this is little Miss Bentley. Sorry for, but part of home office, right? Yeah, for sure. So, he now moving to LA, he knows he has the platform. He knows he's in a major market. So I'm focused on three different verticals for him, ranging from the pet industry to sports training and rehabilitation to music, headphones, um, and different deals along those lines. So 
Kawhi definitely has taken our agency um, to the next tier. And NBA is so much more recognizable than the NFL phase. Um, so it's been, been very cool. Previously, we were 100% um, NFL. And now we have two NBA guys. And again, it was all relationships. It was all referrals. I'm not doing any recruiting. And I'm honed in on not becoming that hundreds of clients of agency. And I speak to each of my clients every single week. And they're not just a number on my roster. And I really hold that close to me. Yeah, that's uh, that says a lot as well. What um, you've you've mentioned now a few different times at three different verticals. Is that something that is a a, a very strong piece of of your strategy and what you do and what who you are? Or is that just coincidence? Kind of a coincidence, but I yeah. will say um, I hone in on what my clients' interests are as a base. Right? Those yeah. could be three. It could be five. Okay. I also talk about verticals a lot with my business clients on how a website is the base, but we need social media funneling business. We need a PR campaign funneling business. And then we need Google AdWords as an example, funneling business through different verticals. Um, yep. So I really utilize the phrase verticals on yep. sending business a lot, but each individual is very, very different. But we offer a, multi, a wide variety of services with our business clients and it's all a cart. Um, we don't force three services on a business. If you want to sure. start with just one, one vertical, that's where we start and we show the revenue and then we move into the next, uh, next arena. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Thank you. What's, um, what is a, let's call it like a critical moment or a defining moment in your life where obviously you made the decision that you did, which has you where you are today, but you know, had you made a different decision at that time, kind of that fork in the road moment in life, we have many of them, but, but is there one that sticks out to where, and had you chosen differently or gone a different path, you would be in a very different place today as there's yeah. something that comes up for you? Great. Awesome question. As in high school, it was the path of sports medicine versus sports management. But yeah. looking back, I mean, that would have changed everything dramatically, right? I would have been yeah. a trainer in the sports medicine world. That was not the defining moment. I truly think it was walking away from the large agency they told me they wanted me to stay in the two other divisions. And even though I was paying for my own MBA and my goal was to become an NFL agent, they said, we want you to stay in these two other roles. I quit on the spot. Um, I thought I was there forever. Um, the agent had been, the, has been an agent for 30 years. My mentality was I can learn from him, eventually take over the agency, but not I was 24. Nobody was going to tell me I'm, I'm three months away from reaching my goal of being the youngest NFL agent in the business. And now I'm not allowed to. So I left, took a couple of clients with me and taking that leap of faith. There's so many examples and I'm sure you can relate as well is you have to take that leap of faith to get to that next life goal. It was the most nerve wracking move I've ever made because now suddenly I have no salary I have three clients and one of them could leave me at any point. And there goes a third of my opportunity. It built, it defined me in my yep. opinion. Uh, I also knew these three clients, you know, I'm taking a percentage off of the endorsement deals. There's no, there's no, I don't charge a monthly retainer with my business, my athlete clients, mainly because if, I, if they're paying me three grand a month, if I'm not bringing them in double of 36 grand a year, I'm not doing my job. And there goes Aaron Zach's name in the sports arena. So I just take a percentage of all the deals with them. But I also knew I needed that base, right? I knew I needed 
some type of retainer to forecast projections and really build my agency out. So that's when we, that's when my business partner who is exceptional in the business marketing, I'm not the digital creative. That's not my specialty. He yeah. is, he's a brilliant mind in anything digital and creative. We, we partnered together. We own a hundred percent of the agency and I knew we needed to expand and start building out the business and brand component to do a lot of the unique cross-marketing opportunities. And that's what's allowed us to really grow both evenly and have that foundational base um, for our agency. So yeah, anytime someone can take that leap of faith, I mean, I just had moved my brother out to California. He's always wanted to move out there. He you know, took that leap of faith with a job while still finishing out school. And it's, it's that life-defining moment to have that clear headspace, that you know, enjoyable West Coast opportunity um, and clean headspace. And so I'm always for pushing people to take that leap of faith. What's the worst that happens? He moves back to Texas. It's not yeah. a bad thing. You, know, <laughs> right. you don't need to be embarrassed, but to take that leap for your goal, do it every single time. Yeah, I love that. That is great advice. And I try to live that by that as well. But I can, if I were to, I try to put myself back to when I was 24 and maybe being in an opportunity where you were, it would have, you know, just the, the fact that you did it on the spot, that's, it takes a lot of courage to do that. Um, but obviously you had it clear in your head that like, Hey, I want to be the youngest agent. So that maybe made it an easier thing for you. Cause you, you had the clarity on what it is that you really wanted, which I didn't have any, I don't think I had that clarity at 24, but. And most people don't, right? Like yeah. I was so yeah. fortunate that I switched my degree. Almost everyone switches their degree or what they're passionate yeah. about right. on something they learn. That was one of the, uh, I'm very fortunate that I just stayed the path. And it's not easy to do so by any means, but yeah, that it was, it was a very, very hard thing to do. I thought I was going to be there forever. I didn't have that forecasted business structure, but I knew I was pretty much running my own company slash yeah, division sure. yeah. underneath the agency. So I had that experience and I just finished my MBA. I learned a lot. And how do you learn and how do you become better? You make mistakes. Um, yeah. And by no means has it been an easy path. The fact that we've gotten to the point where we're a referral-based business, we're growing almost one client a month. Corona has grown our business, which what businesses are growing right now. Right. We really are blessed, but people are needing to have a digital presence that might've been stubborn previously. They need e-commerce, right? People aren't going to retail right now. You need to hit, you need to utilize influencer marketing to hit hundreds of thousands or millions of eyes right now that if you're just speaking to your normal customer base, or client base, you're just hitting the same few hundred. So we've been so fortunate. Um, but really, you know, I said it earlier, I can't do everything. It's really my team, my business partner that have made everything happen during this time. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. Uh, I know we got, uh, we're, we're watching the clock here. So one more thing before we wrap it up, if there were one or two pieces of advice, lessons, uh, principles that you live by that you could give, to the listeners that if they implemented today would help them move their life forward today, what would those be? Asking a lot of questions. I think asking questions doesn't show vulnerability. It allows you to truly educate yourself amongst the rest. Number two is research. Finding businesses, learning about their businesses, it makes you a better individual 
being diversified, no matter what business you do, what industry you work in, becoming not an expert, but educated in different fields and learning is something that I bring each and every day, whether it's reading articles um, on different platforms, social media, Twitter. Um, I'm constantly seeking out new information um, and reading websites, reading blogs to better myself so I can better my clients. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That, that's great. The question piece is, is a big one for me as well. It's like, man, the right question at the right time can absolutely shift someone's world, right? Or your perspective. It could get you a job, right? Yeah. It could get you a job, it could get you a client um, just by asking questions. Um, because, and that's the biggest thing I've learned about sales and marketing as a whole, right? Like I have different tactics that I use for iCryo that I would never implement with my winery, right? Because yeah. it's a completely different target market. So the questions um, really allows you to become the expert or knowledge, very knowledgeable in the field. Yeah. I appreciate you being here and thank you for that. Um, it's been awesome. I've, I've enjoyed the time. And real quick before we leave, is there, how can we find out more about Revolving Media and everything else that you got going on? Yeah, revolvingmindmedia.com um, is our website or I'm at AaronZach21 and that's A-A-R-O-N-Z-A-C-K 21 on social media. If any of your followers have questions, whether it's about the sports arena, marketing as a whole, want advice, feel free to shoot me a DM. I'm very open and happy to help. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Aaron, for being here. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Have a great day. Thanks for all the great questions. I really enjoyed this and bring that championship mentality every single day. Absolutely. Thanks. Let's go. Let's go. In no five and no six, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. And marriage has never been better than this And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm called to be a leader I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey, babe.